What is up, you guys? Down the vlog. So this morning, I got I woke up, had my milk, sunlight. It was shining today, and the sun was shining. And um, but now for some reason, it's closing up again. And we're having this really weird weather. Like it's middle of December, which should be summer, and um, the weather is just weird. But at least I'm not complaining. We're not dying of the heat, and also not freezing of the cold. So that's fine. Um, but then. So I had my milk and then I did uh, 15 minutes of the wall stand meditation just to get like, it really helps with that posture as I mentioned in the previous vlog. Um, that was quite brutal, going from 10 minutes to 15 minutes, really feeling my hamstrings, which is pulling my pelvis into proper position, that's where it feels like the hamstrings for me tends to be the weaker link in my movement correcting my posture. So one interesting thing about standing like that, that standing meditation is that if you stand like that and do the proper breathing, I do the 4-1-8-1 breathing, so 4 seconds in, 1 second pause, 8 seconds out, 1 second pause, then you really get this flow up in your spine, you feel really energized and uh, like euphoric, so the <laughs> I was actually considering doing it as a pre-bed kind of like meditation, getting relaxed and everything, and this one, this one evening, this was the second evening I tried it. I only tried it two evenings because I don't want to relive that experience. But I was feeling very good, very euphoric. And then when it was time to go to bed, I was feeling <laughs> extremely restless. I couldn't sleep. I was just uh, kind of like so energized. And I wasn't having caffeine or anything. I was just so energized. So definitely doing this meditation in the morning is a much better idea because it, uh, I find that just you know stimulates your energy so good for the morning. So it's really good. I did 15 minutes a day. I think the ultimate goal would be like 20 minutes, but I'll see, maybe I'll go crazy and go for 30 minutes on a daily basis, but maybe that's not even needed. I think just 20, 10 to 20 minutes is perfectly fine. Um, then I did 30 minutes of lying in the sun, which I was a little bit terrorized, terrorized, is that even the right word, terrorized by like insects while I was lying there, because it was raining, the ground was still a little bit like wet and stuff like that. So. It was a little bit uncomfortable, but I got my 30 minutes of sunlight, as I said, every single day. I try to go for 30 minutes of sunlight, and this was the the front side. So later today, I'm going to do sprints, where I'm just going to be like moving in the sun, which I think is much better than just lying in the sun, because if you're moving, you're also stimulating blood flow in, in the body and in all the joints, and that helps with um, so many more benefits. Like there's a synergy between the sunlight and exercise, so moving while in the sun is better than just lying still. So I'm gonna be doing both. So this morning I was doing the front side tan and later on I'm gonna do the sprints in the sunlight. So this is more going to be my, my back area that's gonna get the most sunlight because I don't always face into the sun, I tend to face away from the sun. So that's up and I also just had my smoothie with gelatin, the collagen, molasses, a little bit of cinnamon for taste and some milk and that was it. That's kinda of like my pre-workout, my one hour before my workout, pre-workout, and right before the workout, I'm gonna have, um, what am I gonna have? Essential amino acids, so I got this new product that I'm gonna share with you guys from, this is a company of South Africa that I'm really happy to use. It contains a full spectrum ashwagandha, which I feel works better than kind of like the KSM66 extract. It actually feels like that boosts my libido, whereas the, from the other extract, I don't feel that same boost. It also contains like a tar cherry extract, which help with the regeneration of your, like helps with recovery post workout. That's been studied, studied scientifically, and uh, contains like electrolytes and various things that help with cellular hydration. So I always like to take essential amino acids before I train, and because it always helps with that kind of like that explosiveness and helps against fatigue. So and then I'm gonna sprint and do a variety of drills, um, do some short distance, 10 meter sprints, nothing more than that. 
and then I'm probably going to hit some weights, but um, we'll see how that goes. Because I'm also kind of like deloading on push days, I'm only doing pull days because I feel like I've been overworking my delts and um, with a lot of back lever work. So a back lever is where your arm is literally like going back beside you, behind you. And that puts a lot of stress and strain right here on the delt twin. And I don't want to be <coughs> tearing something. So I'm training in a movement that I really haven't been training for many years. So this is kind of like a new movement to me. So I don't want to rush it and then get an injury. So I'm going to deload from pushing. So that's going to be military press, bench press, any kind of pushing. I'm, I'm going to deload from that this week. And then the next week I'm going to add it back in, chill, and see how I feel. <coughs> and that is basically just some minor updates. So I don't have a study for you guys, but I... I'm reading a book, I'm reading The 4-Hour Body by Tim Ferriss, and I, first of all, I have to say, I have a lot of respect for Tim, he does a lot of uh, research, he, he makes sure he researches his stuff properly, and then also experiments with it properly before he shares with other people, so it's high quality, but uh, the one thing I don't agree with when it comes to the things he talked about in his diet, he's known for kind of like creating the slow carb diet, and then one of the things he said you shouldn't have is fruit. And it was funny because then in a later experiment, he, he says to consume fruit, you know, so like he consumes the grapefruit juice because that helps to prevent it, um, slows down the detoxification of the caffeine. So you benefit from the caffeine for a longer period of time. So that's kind of like the reasoning. And the second reason he has is that when you have fruit, it blunts the insulin response from the meal. So that's known as the preload. So generally... Apple tends to be the strongest in this regard. So having an apple about 15 minutes before a meal can have the glycemic response of that meal by 50%, which is a very large amount. And <clears throat> so you want to have fruit because it blunts that insulin response. And a lot of people believe in the insulin model of um, obesity, insulin hypothesis of obesity, that insulin causes uh, obesity. But it's not the acute releases of insulin that's the problem. It's the how high your insulin is at the baseline throughout the day, like the 24-hour amount of insulin that you produce, not the acute insulin during a meal. And so fruit can help to blunt that insulin response with a meal, but not necessarily, um, you know, reduce the 24 hours. So you want to look at C-peptide, because that will give, that's a marker for 24-hour release of insulin. And people that have a higher C-peptide tends to struggle more with losing weight. Now, fruit can actually help with this because you just lower the amount of insulin secreted during the day and it can help with fat loss. And you can look at any human study on fruit, including fruit juice, that will show you that it's an inverse correlation between fruit intake and fat gain. So if you're not going to be counting calories and you're eating fruit, that fruit is not going to make you fat. So the other reason why he doesn't like fructose, and this is when you know waters become a little bit murky because people want to look at fructose in isolation, but then can like generalize it when it comes to fruit because fruit contains fructose, and then you know fructose is bad, thus fr fruit is also bad. But that's kind of like this is murky waters which I don't like. And he specifically says that uh, fructose is converted to glycerol, it creates glycerol, which is the backbone to creating triglycerides. So all the fat in your fat stores are triglycerides. So the more glycerol you have available, the more fat can then theoretically be created and synthesized and stored. So the, the fatter you will become. So the thing is like glycerol is that rate limited step to fat synthesis. But still, you need that insulin to shuttle that fat into the fat tissue to be stored. But the thing is, like, fruit is very low, has a very low insulin profile and a glycemic load. So when you eat fruit, you're not stimulating that insulin to kind of, like, create or, or promote that fat storage in the liver. 
or in the fat stores. So I guess the, the point I'm trying to make is that consuming fructose or consuming fruit is not going to make you fat. It's not the right limited step um, when it comes to you know fat synthesis. So that's that's kind of like the only problem I have when he uh, that I was been reading the book and it's just something I wanted to share with you guys is that fruit including fruit juice doesn't make you fat and there's always an inverse correlation with that and fruit is actually very helpful because it can increase the metabolic rate it blunts the insulin response and the reason I say it um, can stimulate the metabolic rate so people that are obese tend to have a reduced uh, thermic response to food so when you eat food your um, the digestion and everything it creates thermogenesis it has a heating effect now obese people tend to have a blunted effect to this response and consuming fructose, or I should specifically say glucose. So when you consume glucose, which is very common, like rice, potatoes, uh, grains, those kind of things that people eat, they have a blunted thermogenic response to glucose. But when you consume the fructose with the glucose, it normalizes that thermogenic response. And when it comes to calories in, calories out, the biggest things that matter is the physical activity and thermogenesis. Those will be the biggest factors that determine kind of like if you're going to gain weight or lose weight. So you, it's a dumb idea to try to exercise, to be lean. You want to stimulate thermogenesis as much as possible. So things like thyroid, uh, fructose, MCT oil, cold water exposure, all those things can increase your thermogenesis and help you to lose weight and stay lean. And also fructose, if I forgot to mention that. So that's my little rant. Um, on fructose, if you have any questions, please leave that in the questions below. If you enjoyed the video, please let me know in the comments below as well, guys. Okay, thanks for watching. Check you in the next one.